Welcome to the Next Mobility Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Prenzler. And on this week's episode, we're going to be discussing the future of connected and self-driving vehicles and how they're being tested in the real world right now. On this episode of Next Mobility, I have Carrie Morton. Carrie is the Deputy Director of M-City. Carrie oversees day-to-day operations of M-City, which is the University of Michigan's public-private partnership devoted to advancing the development of connected and automotive vehicles. Welcome to the podcast, Carrie. Thank you. Now, to really understand M-City, I think it's really important for our, our listeners to really understand the partnerships involved with the facility. Because not only does M-City partner with automotive manufacturers and suppliers, um, it collaborates with governmental entities and ac- academic, uh, the academic community. Um, so I, I think it would be useful for you to kind of explain how these partnerships have worked out over the, the past two years or even before that. Um, and give us some insight into into maybe a few of those? Sure. So I think the unique thing, one of the unique elements of M-City is that we have a broad base of partnerships. Uh, M-City was conceived at a time when uh, it was recognized by the university and others that we're on the cusp of this revolution in how we move people and goods and that it wasn't going to affect just one company in the transportation space or even um, one uh, sector. So we've brought together not only the obvious suspects like the automotives, the tier ones, we've also brought together insurance companies, uh, telecommunications companies, chipset manufacturers, infrastructure providers, so companies that make the traffic lights, um, but also uh, companies that work in simulation, law firms, so a real wide variety of uh, folks who are going to have to work together to solve the pre-competitive challenges that remain to a full commercially viable uh, ecosystem of connected and automated vehicles. Awesome. And and now with with the testing ground of this size and all the facilities, who, who pays and maintains and, and kind of keeps up everything and keeps it going? Sure. So at the university, we have what's called a recharge model, which basically is quite simply means that we set up a rate that makes sure that we recover through our uh, usage agreements with our um, users in the facility. We cover uh, the operating costs. So the university invested uh, several million dollars uh, in the construction of M-City along with the Michigan Department of Transportation. They also committed $3 million to the project. So that put together the initial infrastructure and built the facility and now the user fees uh, maintain the operations day to day. And how big is the facility um, in terms of, you know, maybe the testing track or, or some of the areas around here? Sure. So uh, we are on a 32-acre site, but the actual testing site itself is 16 acres. And that's dwarfed, for example, by a Milford Proving Grounds but the purpose is completely different. Uh, Compared to traditional automotive testing, um, where they're focused on vehicle dynamics or powertrain validation or durability testing, we're focused on finding the most challenging scenarios for connected and automated vehicles and providing the most real-world environment we possibly can that's repeatable and reliable. So that when you find issues in the real world, you can come and validate your solutions in M-City. Uh, you, can, you can remove all the noise factors, all the background noise, and, and isolate 
those solutions that you're looking for. So it's a very different purpose. And while the scale is small, the density of uh, testing environments in in M-City, in the test facility, are, are numerous. Um, I like to say it's where we stop thinking about individual vehicles and we start thinking about vehicles as part of a system and how will they operate together. And, and part of, you know, having it here at University of Michigan, um, you know, asking a University of Michigan grad, and I have family members that have graduated from the University of Michigan, to them it may seem, you know, of course it's at the University of Michigan. Why would it not be? But why do you think, um, you know, the University of Michigan is kind of the perfect partner for, for this sort of situation? Well, I think there are uh, a number of uh, universities and academic institutions across the country, across the world, who have uh, specialties in a variety of areas that touch on uh, the deployment of connected and automated vehicles. But a couple of things make us unique, and one is the breadth of the university skill set. Not only are we working very closely with our partners at the University of Michigan's Transportation Research Institute, uh, deploying, for example, thousands of connected vehicles in Ann Arbor, we're also working with the College of Engineering, experts um, in robotics. We're working with the law school, the business school, uh, School of Information, for example. So you think about all of these top-tier programs who, like our diverse set of partners, can bring a diverse set of expertise because ultimately there are still technical challenges to be solved, but there are more uh, challenges, I would say, beyond the technology that still need to be solved. So having that diverse uh, set of faculty and researchers that we can rely on so heavily is very unique. And second, I would say, it. Here we are in the heart of the automotive industry, and having these very close relationships allows us to sort of help bring others together, bring bring um, many other um, partners in, and and really work through some of these challenges together. And in part of having all these different manufacturers, companies, and suppliers, and everything all right here, you know, one might ask why why doesn't you know GM, for instance, just build their own M-City or, you know, what do you think about the collaborative environment that kind of brings in all of these, you know, companies and entities? What What's so attractive, you know, for them to come here? Sure. So not only, uh, you know, it's very, um, we know that the companies are building some of their own uh, elements of M-City in their own test facilities, but ultimately at the end of the day, uh, a GM product needs to interact with an automated uh, Honda, BMW, Toyota, Nissan, Ford. Um, so M-City is that neutral territory where we can uh, look beyond the horizon at what's next and bring these vehicles in together and work together. And then, of course, around wrapped around the facility, uh, we have these on-road deployments. Once the technologies mature, we can start to deploy them in the wild, if you will, on campus and in Ann Arbor, as we're already doing. Uh, and there's a tremendous amount of value in that because uh, the shared experiences of these companies are very important. And then um, I would say, finally, it's the overall research that we're able to apply to that beyond the technical solutions. So, um, while they may have their own uh, testing elements, they realize, these companies realize that they're part of a much larger ecosystem and being able to come together and prove out the technology together is really uh, quite important. Definitely. And, you know, this facility, you know, it's just over two years old now. And um, 
how do you think it's been, you know, it was kind of one of the big first steps towards making, um, you know, automotive vehicles and, and connected vehicles kind of a reality in the r- real world. How do you think it's kind of played a role in the entire, you know, transportation ecosystem? Right. Uh, I think that uh, first and foremost, it's been an educational tool. We have been able to demonstrate the technology to media, uh, to other important stakeholders, for example, at the federal government, about the potential of the technology and some of the challenges that uh, still remain. And so, as as a as an op as a as a facility that can basically showcase the current state of the art, we're able to help inform uh, the public. I think there's a lot of confusion about what the variety of uh, levels of automation um, can and can't do for the consumer, but also for the federal government, helping them to see the potential, where the challenges lie, and uh, sort of advocate for next steps, if you will, um, to help continue to continue to uh, support this innovation in a in a safe way so for example uh, one of the big challenges is how do we validate this technology so having simulation combined with on-road testing combined with a facility like M-City is extremely powerful and right now um, collectively the industry is is asking how do we validate this and I think it's a minimum of those three elements are really critical. And so having a facility like M-City as part of that solution set has been really important. I think, yeah, definitely that's a great point on, I mean, there's a lot of things to do academically with self-driving cars and connected vehicles and Mm -hmm. and kind of the future of that infrastructure. Um, Do you think some other universities are going to be looking at setting up similar types of facilities so that they can you know, also kind of dive into the research and, and really, um, you know, reap the benefits of having, you know, all these companies and, and the government really interactive with with um, their students and faculty? Yeah, we certainly see that um, already. Other universities around the country and even in the state are setting up a variety of test beds to work on this technology and it's absolutely necessary because right now there's a restriction on the talent pipeline and across the country uh, the University of Michigan along with all of our other academic peers need to be focused on preparing a workforce that can support this emerging technology so uh, we're excited to see uh, this spreading across other academic institutions absolutely and um, one of my last questions here is um, you know, regarding self-driving technology specifically, there seems to be kind of a debate between LiDAR technology and like computer vision, kind of camera-enabled technology. How is the facility kind of um, situated to kind of, you know, meet the needs of both of those kind of opportunities in terms of research and development for, you know, companies? Sure. Well, I like to, um, when I give a tour of M-City, we talk about the vehicle perception, and that's um, giving the vehicle uh, a situational awareness to know what's happening around it. And there are a variety of ways to do that. You mentioned camera systems, you mentioned LiDAR, uh, some also use radar and other other sensor technologies. And what you'll find inside M-City is uh, it was designed to challenge all of the above. So just like our own five senses, our our hearing, our sight, every one of our five senses has vulnerabilities in certain situations. We can't see in the dark, for example. So uh, I believe it's not an 
either or. Uh, I think that it, it's probably an and um, because we need to make sure that there's redundancy in these systems because there are scenarios for each one of them that uh, won't allow them to have a, uh, an accurate perception of the world around them. And it's only with the fusion of uh, those um, variety of senses, if you will, uh, that we're able to see the complete picture. Um, it's possible that one may emerge uh, more strongly than the others, but I think right now it's it's probably a fusion of them, and M-City is uniquely equipped to challenge um, all of the above. And, you know, you're talking about combining all these different technologies and, and things going on. How, you know, it seems like some you know, maybe even smaller manufacturers or, or in just some cases, some manufacturers aren't paying attention as much to the connected car element. Mm-hmm. How big of a piece do you think that plays in, you know, how does M-City kind of create that testing bed for, for that kind of technology? So that's a terrific question. Um, we we have uh, enabled the infrastructure in M-City to be fully connected using dedicated short-range communication, which is currently in the rulemaking process with NHTSA. Um, and uh, several weeks ago, we provided a demonstration to national media that showed how connected vehicles are the next step to enabling automated vehicles. It's like adding another sensor to your suite. Now I can see around blind corners. I can see hazards from other vehicles, for example, running a red light, even when I can't see that vehicle with my eyes because it's hidden by a building. I can also operate traffic much more efficiently when the cars are communicating with each other and the infrastructure. So it's just adding another layer of redundancy uh, uh, and helping to enable the further safe deployment of automated vehicles. And again, M-City becomes a a learning tool to demonstrate that to the public. And um, I think a great question to close on would be, um, it's probably a tough one, but what do you think is kind of your favorite project that's either been, you know, conducted by the university or some kind of manufacturer here at M-City? Well, I would say uh, that's, that is a tough question. Um, I'm going to think on that for just a second. I think in general, maybe not a favorite project, but going into M-City as a former development engineer in the auto industry myself, going into M-City and being able to sit in an automated vehicle on a daily basis and touch and feel that and then share that experience with the hundreds of visitors um, from all walks of life that we have um, throughout the year at M-City has been very gratifying to help bring that, bring that story um, to, to many, many people and to be able to do it you know, right from an automated vehicle has been probably the most rewarding part. Well, that sounds incredibly interesting and a lot of fun. Um, Thank you so much for joining us on the the Next Mobility podcast today. Um, It's very fascinating to hear about all the things happening uh, here at M-City and and being researched and and conducted here. Um, We look forward to hearing more uh, developments and exciting projects coming out of M-City. And of course, our our listeners can catch the latest stories on uh, mobility at nextmobility.co. Okay, thanks very much. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Next Mobility. We'll be back next week to discuss the future of self-driving cars and how we are planning to get them on the road. We'll be joined by Andrew Corey, the CEO of Level 5, an AI-focused company 
on creating HD maps instead of using LiDAR. Stay tuned. Music by Jack Mahurl and album cover art by Sydney Yee. Thanks for listening.